chapter 1, the 20th verse says, Ever since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, God's eternal power and divine nature, God's invisible qualities have been clearly seen because they are understood through the things God has made. Think about those words for just a moment. St. Paul is telling us that if we look closely at creation, we can see something of the very nature of God. Now, let me say that over again because this is really important. If we look closely at what it is that God has created. we got some slides there, okay? If we look closely at what it is that God has created, if we are mindful of creation, if we are attentive to what it is that God has created, we will be able to see in creation something of the very nature of God. Psalm 19, verse 2 says, Heaven is declaring God's glory. The sky is proclaiming God's handiwork. Now today I'm beginning a new series of sermons entitled Mindfulness, Reflections on the Psalms, Creation, and the Human Experience. Just a word about the Psalms. Most of the Bible, we hear something that God is wanting us to know about life, about ourselves. But the Psalms are a little different. Because in the Psalms, what we hear are people talking to God and talking about God. They're this wonderful collection of prayers, of songs, that help us to reflect upon human experience and upon God's presence at work in our lives. As a deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. The psalmist prays a prayer. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When King David writes those words, he's reflecting upon the times where he, is ex where he has experienced God providing for him in his life. And then proclaiming how it is that God works in this world. That's the Psalms. People talking to God in prayer. And talking about the ways they've experienced God at work in this world. Through the Psalms, we can reflect upon our human experience and upon our need for God. Even as we begin to recognize the presence of God at work all around us, in our lives. The Psalms are a great guide for us as we embark upon this journey that I'm now calling mindfulness, reflections on the Psalms, on creation, on human experience. And I want us to begin by reflecting upon Psalm number 8. Because even as we consider being mindful of the ways that God is at work, it's important to remember that long before we were mindful of God, God was mindful of us. Let's turn our attention to Psalm 8. As our minister said, 
The scripture lesson today is from Psalm 8. O Lord, our sovereign, <clears throat> how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens, out of the mouths of babes and infants. You have founded a bulwark because of your foes to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them? Mortals that you care for them? Yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. You have given them dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under their feet, all sheep and oxen and also the beast of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O oh Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. This has been the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Marion. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord our God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. It was late at night when we drove onto our property bordering Zion National Park. Now, some of you have been to Zion National Park. And most people, when they visit the park, they tour through the canyon along the Virgin River with the sheer red rock walls of the canyon rising high above. Maybe you can picture that in your mind. The Virgin River with the sheer red rock walls rising above. So, so think about that picture and look up and on top of those sheer red rock walls is where our property is. We uh, arrive at our property going through the east side of the park and its elevation is 7,000 feet. So it's much cooler there. It's a long way from any town or city so the air is clean. And on a dark night, when the sky is clear, the stars are spectacular. It was late at night when we arrived onto our property. It was a new moon, so the sky was very dark, clear. And I can remember stepping out of the car, or out of our truck, and the Big Dipper was right in front of me, brilliant, clear. It almost looked like I could reach out and touch it. Above me, the Milky Way in all of its grandeur. This photo taken near our property. Now. Astronomers tell us that there are about two trillion stars in the Milky Way. You know, our 
kind of the center of our galaxy, this place that we call home, about two trillion stars. I don't know anything about that, but what I do know is there's way too many to count. I also know that our galaxy, this place that we call home with its two trillion stars, is but one galaxy. There are others. There are lots of others. Astronomers, through the Hubble telescope, have been able to document about a hundred billion other galaxies. And those are just the ones they can see. There are at least that many that they cannot see. I think about the vastness of our universe, the vastness of what it is that God has created. And, well, it is a bit humbling, isn't it? Of course, King David knew nothing of any of that. When one dark night he looked up at a starry sky and he wrote, I looked at the heavens, the sun and the moon. Who are human beings that you are mindful of us? Mortals that you would care about us, David wrote. In Genesis chapter 1, we hear this great litany of what God has created. And the litany is supposed to help us to, to recognize that everything that exists was created by Almighty God. And so we hear that God created the sun and the moon, and that God created the earth and the sea, and that God created the animals and the plants, and that God created fish and birds, and that God created human beings, you and me. But back then, some 2,600 years ago, folks didn't know about things like galaxies or nebula or black holes. If they'd have known about those things, they, they might very well have included them in that litany of creation. And maybe it would have gone something like this. And the Lord God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God said, it is... This is your part now. Good. Good. Okay? And the Lord God said, let there be the Milky Way. And it was so. And the Lord God said, it is good. And the Lord God said, let there be the Andromeda galaxy, our closest galactic neighbor. And it was so. And God said, it is good. And God said, let there be the Orion Nebula, the closest place to our earth giving birth to new stars. And it was so. And God said, it is good. And God said, let there be the, the pillars of, of creation. These gaseous clouds giving birth to millions of stars. Each tower trillions of miles in length. And it was so. And God said, it is good. And God said, let there be the sun and the moon and the earth and the sea. And let there be plants and animals and birds and fish. And let there be human beings, you and me. And God said, it is, it is so very 
very good. The matriarchs and patriarchs of our faith certainly had a great sense of awe, of wonder about God's creation. We can hear it in the Psalms, this great sense of awe and wonder about it all. But they had no clue just how big God's creation really is. They had no clue how much there is to God's creation. They had no way of knowing that God was so much bigger and that God was so much more powerful and that God was so much more creative and that God was so much more indescribable than they could begin to imagine than we can begin to imagine. When I consider it all, it just leaves me with this sense of wonder, this sense of awe. Maybe you've had this experience. Looking up at the night sky, the stars out in full array, spectacular, and suddenly you begin to feel a little bit small. In the face of creation, you just feel a little bit small. You know, because, well, there's so much more to creation than what our eyes can see, than what our minds can begin to comprehend. Because out there, space isn't measured in feet and miles. It's measured in light years, hundreds of light years, thousands of light years. Because well beyond what our eyes can see, there are places giving birth to new stars while old stars are dying. And when we consider it all, it's easy to start feeling a little bit small. Heck, we're on a small planet, for that matter. We're on this itty-bitty little planet floating through space, held in orbit by a medium-sized star that's floating through the, our ever-expanding universe. I mean, our ever-expanding galaxy. Universe 2, maybe, Doctor? <laughs> and it's easy to start feeling pretty small. I mean, our planet's just a speck in the scope of all that God created. Sometimes when I'm looking at the stars, I begin to wonder. Can Earth be seen from Saturn? Yeah, probably a little speck of light. Can Earth be seen from the center of our galaxy, the Milky Way? Probably not. Not by eye. Would anybody notice if Earth was gone? Think of this. Think of trillions of marbles. Okay, I know. You can't conceive of trillions of marbles. So think of this. Think of this big old room, this sanctuary, our sanctuary. Think of it filled with marbles from side to side, from floor to ceiling, the whole thing packed full of marbles. Now imagine one of them gone. Would it matter? Would it matter? It mattered to us. After all, it's our planet, right? It's the place that we 
call home, as beautiful planet it is, created by God, perfectly created so that it is able to sustain life, my life, your life. Obviously, God must care about it to have created it to be able to sustain life like it does. God must care about us. I think of the psalmist, King David, 3,000 years ago, looking up at the night sky and seeing the same thing that we see when we look up at the night sky. As he wrote, O Lord, my God, how majestic is your name above all the earth. I look at the heavens, the moon and the, and the sun. What are human beings that you are mindful of us, mortals that you care for us, yet you have made us a little lower than gods. Our lives, they matter. Though looking up at the, at the vastness of creation, we may wonder, but our lives matter, and they matter not because I'm saying they matter, but because God says that they matter. God who created it all says that our lives matter. Next time you're looking up at the night sky, recognizing the vastness of it all, remember, your life, it matters. Remember that the God who once spoke the Milky Way into creation continues to speak, saying, you are my beloved child with whom I am well pleased. You didn't choose me, I chose you. You are a beloved child of God, beautiful to behold. As you look up at the night sky, remember, as vast as creation is, so too is God's love for us. Remember, long before you were mindful of God, God was mindful of you, caring for you. And remember, as sure and certain as God created the Orion Nebula, able to birth stars, God created you and me, able to birth beauty and goodness and love. The stars give witness to the glory of God. A little of that light shines in you. Thanks be to God. Amen? Amen.